promise. And what David is saying now in 1 Samuel 20, verse 14, verse 15, here is Jonathan. Jonathan says, if I am still alive, show me the steadfast love of the Lord. In 1 Samuel 20, verse 14, show me the steadfast love of the Lord that I may not die. And do not cut off your steadfast love from my what? House where? Forever. Get this. Get this. Don't. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms 23. Jonathan goes and says, don't cut off me from the house forever. Oh, God. And so what we have to understand is that when we come to the table, it is not just about the physical table. It is about a legacy. It is about a promise. It is about a promise that has been made. It is about a promise that's been made to make sure that your house is never cut off. Mm. Come on, mothers. Come on, daddies. I don't care what that child is right now. I don't care what they're doing. They could be smoking up. They could be drinking up. But you got to go back to God and say, God, you promised me my house. So, so I am preparing the table and I'm going to step back and says, God, lead them through the valley of the shadow of death. But bring them by your grace and your mercy. God, get them to the table because you promised me that my house shall serve the Lord. It's a promise. It's a promise. It's a promise. And so we end with this. This is so good. I want you to go with me and look at verse number seven of second Samuel chapter nine. We're going to end here because here's where David comes in now and he, and he has to do something to, to Methibosheth. He has to tell him something because, because he's brought to the table. Um, he's, he, he's brought to the table. He's, he's, he's brought to the table in second Samuel nine. He is, he is brought to the table. He can't come by himself. He is, someone brings him to the table. Oh, come on, you know. He's, he's injured. And he's identified by his injury. Come on. But there's an inheritance, but he can't get it by himself. We have to do life together. Someone has to actually go get him. And so while we got mommy and daddy praying, we need the church to go get him. Oh, come on. We need the church to go and says, I know your parents. Come on, somebody. And I know that when they were alive, they prayed praise over you. Come on. And that promise is generational. That promise is bigger than you. That promise is bigger than the calendar. Come on, somebody. That promise is bigger than 2019. That promise is bigger than COVID. That promise is bigger than addiction. That promise is bigger than poverty. That promise is so big. Come on. Praise God for the promise. God, you promised my household. I'm prepared a table preparing a table preparing a table and so somebody went and they got him and he comes in to the table and he says what am I doing here I was in Lodabar that word means no communication that word means barren pastors come on in other words i'm not eating from the table you're eating from because i have an injury and i'm hiding and so now you take me out of hiding and you bring me to the very one who controls my life 
You bring me not to somebody else. You bring me to the very one who sits on the throne of my grandfather's soul. How dare you bring me into the presence of my enemy? I'd rather stay in my injury where I'm safe. I'd rather stay in bondage. Come on. Than to try to experience freedom because I don't know. My mind can't keep up to what you're doing right now. So so why take me at a low bar where there's no pastor and bring me to a place of green pastors? You want to kill me? And he says, no, I got to get you to the table because the promise, I keep hearing in my spirit, the promise, the promise is so much bigger. And many of us were giving up on the promise. Come on. We are not believing God anymore because, because here's what happened. We think we are an accident. No, baby, it was an accident. You're not an accident. They were trying to protect you. They were running, trying to protect you, and they stumbled, and you had this injury. But God is saying, come on, what people meant for evil, God meant it for good. And so I'm taking you from Lodabar, and I'm bringing them, take it from the grave to the garden. I'm taking you from the grave to the garden. And, and as I teach this, as I teach this, the Babylonian gods, they would actually go to the graves and worship the dead bodies. They would actually go to the grave, come on, and worship the occultic God. When God was saying, I've spread a table before you in the presence of my enemies. And I declare to this nation that the reason why God sent me, yet yeah, you're going to hear it again, is because the promise is so much bigger, come on, than my nationality. The promise is so much bigger than a country. The promise is so much bigger. And God says, I'm sending you here to let the people know we got to get to the table. We have to get to the table of the Lord. And so, and so, I am here trying to let you know that we have to get to the table because there's so much things that we're missing. And so verse number seven, let me give it to you. There are four things David said, and I'll end with this, and then I'll sit down, and these guys can lead us into worship. But there's four things that, that David does, and it's a progression. Someone say progression. So I have the promise. I'm in a place called Lodabar. Where are you this morning? Are you in a place where no one's communicating to you? Where are you? Are you in Lodabar? Are you in that place of hiding? Are you trying to hide your injuries? Are, are you trying to hide who you are? Are you trying to hide your identity? And so here he is in Lodabar, but we got to get him to a place now where he progresses and understand that the promise is what's bringing you to the table. The promise. So verse 7, he says this from the English Standard Version. He says this, he will eat at my table always. Hold on a second. He will eat at my table always. So the first thing he comes and he says, listen, listen, I know you're afraid. I know you're scared, but I got a promise. I know your daddy. Come on. I know the actions of your grandfather, but I know your daddy. We were tight. I loved him as I love my own soul. That for him to know that he was next in line, but to know that God said it's going to bypass you and go to David. What tremendous honor. Honor is missing the body of Christ. One of the key components of any success that you will see from Megan and myself is because we honored every leader that we served. We honored to the core. We honored to the very core of it. Because I realized that honor is so powerful because, listen, I'm serving God, not you. And God would deal with you. Come on. 
and I keep my hands off. And so I'm saying there's a table prepared. I'm trying to bring my family into a promise. I'm trying to bring my family into a purpose. And so therefore, honor is what's vital. And so he's saying, listen, listen, I'm honoring. I'm going to honor you. Why? Because of your father, Jonathan. He goes on and says, you will eat at my table always. Always. Not just Monday to Friday. Always. Always you will eat at my table. Verse 10, he goes on. He says, okay, fine. He now says this. You shall always eat. Eat at my table. So if you look at it, right, just from the way it's printed in the English Standard Version, he begins in verse 7, eat at my table always. Verse 10, he brings always to the front of it. <laughs> he now says that you shall always eat at my table. So eat at my table always. Let me get down here. Always eat at my table. <laughs> I'll say that again. Because some of you, you get to the table, but you don't want to sit down. Nah, that can't be true. There's no way. You're going to kick me off the table. You're going to see my table manager. You're going to finally recognize who I am. I don't trust what you're saying. So he says now, okay, you're going to eat at my table always. He jumps back down and says, always eat at my table. (laughs) Then he now says in verse 11, just in case you don't know who it is that's communicating to you. Because you've been in Lodabar from the time you were five years old. And just in case you don't know who's talking to you, I'm going to tell you whose table it is. He says, not only are you going to eat at this table, this is David's table. Oh, God. This is David's table. I'm the king. He's saying, you're not just eating at a table I've set for somebody else. This is my personal space. So he identifies the table. And so then, he has to look and say, David? I get to eat at your table? Yeah. It's not, it's not this person's table? No. It's, it's my table. And then he goes on in verse 13, and he ends with this. So first one is, eat at my table always, verse 7. Verse 10, shall always eat at my table. Verse 11, I'm going to identify the table. You're going to eat at David's table. In verse 13, he says this, you will always eat. Excuse me, he ate always. At the king's table. David gave him access to the royal table for the rest of his life. Two-fold meaning there, and I'm done. Look, I'm closing it. Two-fold thing right there. After you walk to the shadow, after you walk through the valley, the shadow of death, you're exhausted. Trying to hold on to a promise is exhausting. Believing God for a word is absolutely going to cost you everything. When people are saying it's not going to work, you got to trust. I'm getting to the table. Holding on to a promise is so vital. Why do you think he called it the promised land? Come on. I'm getting to the promised land. And what he's saying is this. Is that the meal is prepared. But your mind needs to be transformed. He said, I'm giving you all the evidence that I've taken you from the grave to the garden. That there's no more shame. And he's saying here is this. That you're eating at the king's table. So how do we function at TGP? How do you function in your home? You tell them, let's come to the table. Let's, let's make it to the table. Let's make it to the table because it's at the table 
that we move from our injuries to our inheritance, to our identity. He says, come unto me, all he that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your life. There's a double meaning there. I will give you rest for your life, duration. I'll give you rest for your life right now in the present. Who needs rest? Come to the table. Who needs to leave the garden, excuse me, the grave to come to the garden? I want to invite you to do that right now. It's at the table. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For God, you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. With every head bowed, every eyes closed. God has given you a promise. He's given you a promise. And that promise comes because there's a purpose to your life. A pastor, I'm injured. We'll carry you. We'll carry you. We want to get you to the table. We want to get you to the table. We want to get you to the table.